This is episode 300 of the Wildlife Photography Podcast. In this episode, lockdown, travel, and focusing on the non-obvious. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry. I am from WildEye, and this is episode 300 of the Wildlife Photography Podcast. It's been coming a while, and the last six months, as most of you, well, all of us will know, has been a bit of an upside-down, topsy-turvy, side-to-side thing. It's been a mess. And now, I spoke to someone yesterday, it finally seems like there's some bit of normality starting to kick in. Not close to what it should be, or, or can be, we all know that, but yesterday morning I was driving to the office, and there was actually traffic. And this is the first time since the end of March that I actually thought about that. So, yes, the podcast has been a little bit quiet over the last few weeks. A um, couple of reasons, I think. Uh, number one, I took a big break from social media. I didn't make a song and dance about it. I just stopped. And it was the best thing I could have done. Because initially, I think in the lockdown period, everybody was like, oh, yeah, let's get creative. Let's learn to play guitar. Let's take a Chinese cooking course online, whatever the case might be. And now, after all of that, I just found there was a lot of negativity online. And I don't need that shit, quite honestly. Had a bunch of personal things to work through and to, to kind of take care of, which is mostly done. Back in the office on a permanent basis now and slowly starting to get into the hang of it again and the swing of it. Obviously with changes, there's like you have to wear your mask, you've got to sign in and such, so forth. But that's, as we say, the new normal. But... Yeah, so the podcast is back. It is, what is today? Today is the 9th of September. Uh, as of next week, the idea for me is to do episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So twice a week, and that'll dovetail with blogs on the WildEye website every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So the team's going to try and bring you some other piece of pillar content every single day of the week, sometimes twice, but that's kind of the minimum we're trying to achieve. And, wow, what else can I tell you? Uh, the stuff I want to tell you right now, I think Johan and I speak about in this episode, so I'll, I'll get to that now. But, yeah, it's been interesting. There's a lot of stuff. So I think in, in some of the future episodes coming up next week and later this week, um, I'll go a little bit more personal from my point of view. But um, it is good to be back. Um, and I had to wait for it just to click for me. I did one episode a couple of weeks ago, and it was nice, but now it feels like it's right. Now it feels like I'm back and I can do this. I can do it all the time, but just do it right. You know what I mean? Anyway, with that said, I will go deeper on that in future episodes. Podcast is back. Travel, photography, everything in between. So um, thank you for listening and make sure to stay tuned. Some pretty cool stuff coming up. However, in this episode, like I said, Johan and I were the only two guides in the office today because we work on a rotation basis. We started talking about kind of travel, how we feel about being home and all of this. And we stopped the conversation and brought it outside so we can record this episode. So... Here we are talking about travel, lockdown, how it's affected us, what we're looking forward to, and the non-obvious, which I think is going to be very important when we get back to travel. I hope you enjoy this one. Johan. Gee, how's it, man? So this is episode 300, and we haven't done a podcast together in, like, I think early 200s, if Yeah, I think the last one was in the Mara. Was that around the fire with Dixon? That's it. That's the one. Yes, that's early, early in the morning. Yeah, I was like, get up at four. Yeah. It's, you know what? <laughs> With everything that's happened in the world the last while, that seems like a lifetime ago. It does. Holy it hell. Does. So, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't even know where to start. Because just before we, we started this, we had a conversation about going online and talking about travel and everything and how we feel about it. How's your lockdown been? 
It's been interesting. I think like with everyone, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, you know, and uh, I think all the possible emotions that you can go through from anger to um, confusion, hopelessness, uh, hopelessness um, uncertainty, I think was a big thing. Jesus, I mean some. Um, and just, I, th- I think it's, it's the fear of the unknown. And mm. I think the, the only sort of, the only thing that kept me positive was like that everyone was going through it. So, mm. But even at times that was difficult to comprehend. Yeah. Because you were so locked. I mean, for those of you listening in South Africa, we went into hard lockdown. When was it? March. End of March. End of March, yeah. And it was literally like house arrest. Yeah. And initially it was, I must be honest, that first week, first couple of days was like, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, I can stay at home and work from home and do the thing, but yeah, it didn't quite turn out that way. I remember when they said, because it was initially going to be like three weeks. Yes. They said 21 days, stay at home. And I looked at Judy, I said, how the hell am I going to entertain the kids for 21 days? <laughs> yeah. And the kids literally have been back to school, I think now for like three weeks. So it was over a hundred days yes. that they were at home day in and day out so I mean it, it definitely sort of oh. it teaches you a few things and I think you learn a lot about yourself and um, and about your partners yeah but you know like I said I think what, what kept me positive was you know like following a lot of the, the sportsmen on social and like they almost compared it to you know if you're injured and you can't compete then it actually it really sucks yeah because everyone else is doing it but you yeah. can't because you're injured yeah whereas in this particular case it affected everyone yeah. and it's still affecting everyone you mm. know so I think that's probably like a bit of a silver lining to it but then also it's like misery loves company eh? exactly <laughs> exactly but you know do you, do you want a blueberry bro? I'll smash a blueberry okay thanks um, but also you know like getting to spend time with family and things like uh, we've, we've said before it's something mm. we don't get to do often and th- that has been a, also a bit of a silver mm. lining at the end of the day yeah I mean, it's interesting. We're going we're gonna to slowly take this thing towards us traveling again. Mm. But let's go on the journey. I remember, so I mean, we were home alone. And then for that first while, you weren't allowed to go elsewhere. Yeah. And I remember, the, I think it was like in the first week, I went and I had to go to the pharmacy for something. Mm. And I was driving and the guys pulled you over. And it literally felt like it was a military state. It was bizarre. Yeah. But my folks stay, I mean, they were around the corner from where you guys were. Yeah. And it was like two minutes around the road, but I wasn't allowed to go there. And the one thing I said saying to someone yesterday is in all the time that I've I almost said in all the time I've known my parents. <laughs> Holy shit. You can see podcasting. It's been a while. Um, in, in all the time of, of cell phones and stuff mm-hmm. and with all the travel that I've done, Svalbard, Mara, everywhere, mm-hmm. I've never up until lockdown did a voice, a, a, a video WhatsApp call with my folks. Really? Yeah. So, so I was at home. Krista was at her place, which is like two minutes further. Mm-hmm. They were there and we actually did a four-way video call and I've never ever ever done that yeah it's bizarre, it's bizarre. I mean and you would think Crazy. with the way we travel at some stage you would have kind of gone there but yeah. and I think it made and I think when we get to the travel part of this discussion it's it may I, I think it has and is going to make us appreciate things more 100% like for example buying alcohol yeah which people lost their minds completely but we managed yeah mostly <laughs> no exactly and it's but I, I think like you said one of the hardest things in the, like in the initial part of it was not being able to see family or friends you know yeah. it was just being in home and literally just stuck um, between mm. four walls which yeah. was really tough yeah. really, really I mean tough. I one of the discussions and <clears throat> look I mean I've, I've been chatting to a therapist guy like a life coach therapist for some while now mm. a whole bunch of stuff but it came out as well if you look at the world right now the world's gone through trauma and yeah. still is yeah. forget about 
Black Lives Matter and political and elections, just the COVID thing yeah. and the way it's changed us. That's that's very different. And one of the things he said to me at one stage is he said, you know, me, Jerry, and you're very the same. I think all of our mm. guys are the same is I'm very three dimensional mm. and you can only do so many fucking Zoom meetings. Yeah. This, this two-dimensional screen staring at yeah, you with 15 no, people, exactly. everybody staring at it, and you get those awkward silences where, okay, who's yeah. going to talk now? <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. like, but, but he said to me, and you know what, at some stage, even if it's, and this was like two, three, week two or three of lockdown, is just put on your mask and go to a store. Yeah. Even if it's closed, just go and experience three-dimensional. And I think for us traveling like we do and doing what we do and knowing what's out there, that was tough, eh? Hey? Yeah. It was very hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, like, just mentally as well, you know. It's, um, I mean, we, I, I still came back from the Serengeti. We came back a day early. Shit, because, you didn't know what's happening. Yeah. I, I mean, I had yeah. no idea what was going on in the country. We were literally sitting with a pride of lions having lunch. Yeah. When um, Laura phoned us and listened, you've got an hour and a half or two hours to get to Serenera Airstrip. You're flying out um, like, tonight. Or we fl- well, we flew out first thing the next morning. Yeah. But, you know, then you get back and you, you think, okay, well... Okay, my travels, this was in February, okay, my travels in, uh, were, sorry, in March, my travels in April are cancelled, but it's fine, you know, I'm going on trips like May, June. Mm. Then slowly but surely, you know, May and June gets cancelled, July gets... And, and deep sudden, down you've got this hope that it will, st- we're going to the Mara, yeah. surely we have to go to the Mara this year. Exactly. Fuck. And then slowly sort of over time you realise actually just, you know, how big this actually is. And, mm. um, it's, I'm just thinking, you ran the last wild eye trip before lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. I never thought of that. <laughs> Yay. One, one for the record books. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but it's a bizarre thing. I was saying to, oh, I was on Nikki yesterday um, from iHeart Africa. We did like an interview thing. And I said to her, in all the time that Wild Eye's been in existence, and probably before then, this is the longest, because before then it was straight into lodges. So then you yeah. had lodge and then home-based. Yeah. And before then, it was North Island and then home-based. Before then, it was cruise liners and then home-based. This is the longest officially that I've been at home in yeah. the last 12 years. That's amazing. That's got to mess with you, though. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, saying it like that, it's like, fuck. I mean, it's a, yeah. And I have no choice. It's not by choice. Yeah. And we are, we're always looking, we, we'll get to that, of where we're going next and when you're going next and what you feel about it. Yeah. Because it's just, everything is upside down. Yeah. It's very strange. No, exactly. It's, um, it does take some getting used to because, like you say, you, you usually prepare yourself, okay, I'm home for like, 10 days if you're lucky mm. and then you're off again you yeah. know? And, it's, and mentally and physically you, you kind of prep your brain around it yeah like I go okay, I've got 10 days would be 4 training sessions 2 movies and a dinner with my folks type yeah. thing and then you go again exactly now it's just you kind of day by day yeah I think I mean I think work wise and stuff at Wildlife we're still doing day by day now yeah because you can't plan it's when is the borders opening when are they not opening when can you travel when's a vaccine coming <laughs> Yeah. Where does it start? No, exactly, and it's it's, it's again, you know, it's it's that, that uncertainty. Like I was chatting to um, Tracy from the UK this morning, and mm. they're going back into lockdown now again with their their winters. Oh, really? Um, starting up in in Europe. Didn't know that. So, you know, and like uh, we were saying, and in South Africa we talk about the vaccines and things, but mm. in reality, you know, when those vaccines become available, how long is, gonna, is it going to take for us to mm. be able to get? Your hands on it. Get our hands on it. Mm. You know? And also, if someone had to put a vaccine in front of you now to say this is the COVID vaccine, would you actually, would you go and take it? You're asking me. I'm asking I you. I don't know. The, the, the problem is, I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not a fan of injections at the best of times. Yeah. Some people listening will know, I mean, if I see myself getting injected, I will pass out. It's just a given. Yeah. But if you say to me, this is the vaccine, 
then you've got these questions of, are they... T- like, I don't like taking the flu vaccine. Yeah. And 100%. I'm not being... I, I just don't like it. No, exactly. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I had this, like, interesting conversation yesterday. And, like, I mean, we're all talking about the flu vaccine. I mean, the the COVID vaccine and when is it going to become available. Mm. But if I had to put it in front of you now and say, here it is, done, tried and tested, get yeah. jabbed. Yeah. I, I don't think I would. I've, it's I've an taken, interesting question. Eh? I mean, I, yeah, I've taken the flu vaccine once, and that's the sickest I've been in my life. Yeah. It was that particular year. So, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a tough one. Like for me, I think it's it's going to be something that becomes part of us, part of our lives. And mm. it's. I mean, the, I, I've heard a lot of what you said. There now, I heard a lot of people saying, especially when in the early stages, is people reckon that this is never going to go away. It's going to become like the yeah. flu or the common cold and stuff like that. Um, and some, someone said. I don't know if it was you actually Andrew, Andrew Dankus maybe No it was Dankus Driving back from Tualu yeah. Is 20 years from now 25 years from now mm. Kids are going to learn About this in school mm. Like history yeah. And you wonder Are they going to sit there And look at their book Well not books On their iPads Or screens Or holograms Whatever it yeah. is And think Yes but they fucked that up Yeah <laughs> Or exactly. are going to say You know what yeah. They actually did pretty well Yeah it's, it's, But we're living through We don't know But That's the thing yeah, we don't I don't know, know. I mean on, on the vaccine We're jumping But a friend of mine's in medical trials and stuff here, mm. and he says they've got one or two that seems to be working, but you have to have it if, like three doses. Yeah. So, l- let's say for argument's sake that's real. Someone wants to come to the Mara. Mm. Do you have to have three first? Can you have one yeah. at home, one at the Mara, one where you get? Yeah. The uncertainty that's... is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's also given me massive anxiety. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. Shit like the masks. Yeah. So I would. No, so I've got a, I've got a, a, a black mask. It's kind of Khart Johan Katsia, one of South Africa's like top designers, good mate of mine. Mm. I'm very fashionable, but it's black. So I've got this mask <laughs> of his, right? So I went to a bagel shop the other day, and I got there, and I couldn't find my mask in my car before I got out. Mm. I went into flat fucking panic. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, now what? Yeah. I almost drove home and fetched a <laughs> bandana or something. Yeah. So I kind of went in, and I pulled my T-shirt up over like this, and I walked and I said to the, I went to the security guard and said, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm apologizing for not having a mask. I'm going to go to Diskim quickly and just buy one of those crappy ones. Those blue ones. Just so I can go to the bagel ones. shop. It took me half an hour where I would have been in and out in two minutes. Yeah. But it's this complete like, ah, panic. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it, it's weird how it's become part of your life. I mean, I went the other morning and I dropped the kids off and also just forgot it because I, I just use a buff. Yeah. And it's easiest. Um, and forgot it at home and then again it's like that awkward thing where I just said to the kids jump out and go there's your school and like, how like a kilometer from okay walk up the street <laughs> and go <laughs> no, no. no it was actually a few meters I mean yeah. the teachers could see me I just said sorry I forgot my bus mm. but it you know it, it's um, again it, it, we're so used to and probably you know once this thing is over yeah. we'll probably be walking with our buffs yeah. or masks around our necks for another few months just because it, it becomes habit yeah. I think uh, Krista was saying yesterday there's this <coughs> new thing she saw online where it's basically a t-shirt with a built-in one so literally you just grab the front and just pull it up so it's always That's there clever. Um, the That's problem clever. is I mean do you think when we get to the Mara or to Manapools or Svalbard again okay Svalbard's different it's cold yeah. you're going to have to wear those I'd like to think that we wouldn't have to um, but imagine so you're in this, the, yeah, some of the most I mean, pure air in the October, world can you imagine October in Manapools and you've got to have this I, I don't know it's it's these questions are just bizarre, man. Yeah. It is absolutely weird. Yeah, I mean, look, I think from a like social distancing point of view, you've got plenty of room to be more than a meter from the person next to you. So I, mean, oh. I don't. I think it's going to be it's going to be very weird the, mm. the, the first sort of like few months. But 
I'd like to think that, you know, there'll still be some sort of yeah. normality to it. I mean, people keep on throwing around this new normal thing. Mm. And initially it was a bit irritating. Yeah. It was like the new normal. I was like, come on, John, whatever, man. Yeah. But the world has changed. I mean, if we look at hospitality and the lodge industry for us, and let's, let's take that to restaurants as well. I heard that about 16,000 restaurants closed down in South Africa. That's crazy. I didn't know there was 16,000. Yeah. That's mad. But now look at lodges and stuff. I mean, there's a well-known lodge where they're looking at starting to retrench. And this is some of the top lodges, not in South Africa, in Africa, that I have to starting to retrench now. Because even if our, our, our local borders are open, provincial, but nobody can come in yet, and that's their market. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, it's just counter-punching, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, you know, is how do you... And like a lot of those lodges, you know, because they, they've got such a high level of service... They've got a lot of staff, you know, there's butlers and there's yeah. uh, some of them even like three or four st- uh, staff per per guest ratio. Yeah. Um, so that that's a difficult thing, you know, what do you, what do, you do? And like, and when it, when it, if and when it does pick up again, yeah. then what do you do? Do you call Tom, Dick and Harry and say, listen, sorry about letting you go a few months Can ago. You Can back, you come back, I'm just wondering, when were you last in the shop? Yesterday. How many times did you get sanitized or sprayed with hand stuff? Oh, geez, like three times. So, I, okay, this is going to sound harsh. Please don't judge me if you're listening. I hate that stuff, mm. right? The worst one before I was at Lifestyle the other day. It was like a garden and outdoor plant place. That's exactly where I was. <laughs> really? Did they still have? So, so they had, and a lot of the places only have the spray bottle. Or, mm. So someone's spraying you. It's job creation. I get yeah. that. Or you step on the foot thing and it sprays you. Yeah. But when I got there a couple of weeks ago, I think they just opened and I want to go get new fish. Actually, when I bought my prawns, my, oh, yeah. my what are they called? My ghost shrimps, my fish ghost tank. Ghost shrimps, yeah. So I get there and I've got my mask on, I've got a hat, and I kind of hold my hands up, both of them. And he's got, you know those things you pump weeds with? You spray weeds? <laughs> if I can pump this, this thing like this, and it's got like a hose thing on it. Yeah. Christ, he Sprays sanitized all of me. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, my t-shirt's dripping and stuff. It's like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. But anyway, that, that was weird. But <laughs> imagine now, so I went to the shops a couple of days ago, and you walk in the one shop, you get sanitized. Hmm. Then you go to the next one, you got to hold your hands up. So I said to the one woman, I literally walked from there across the aisle to there. Yeah. And I didn't, I literally walked in and I said to her, but I was just there. No, you got to do it again. Yeah, because there's like three shops in close, like in a yeah. close vicinity. Then. And you get sprayed. Let's just have a fun exercise. We're going to Sobi Sobi. Yeah. Right. So you wake up in your room in the morning. Mm-hmm. You obviously wash and you shower and so put your mask on. You get to coffee in the morning. They have to spray you. Mm. Then you finish, you go to the car. They're going to spray you again. Then you're going to get out at coffee stop and they're going to sanitize your hands again. You're going to get back to the lodge, sanitize. You know, you're going to be when sanit- does it stop? Yeah. And I mean, I, I know of, and, and Laura in the office is one example. She had a little open wound. Hmm. And you keep on spraying and it actually got infected because there's no more bacteria that's working. And, and, yeah. and how, where's this going? Hmm. I don't know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer for, and it's, it might be a sensitive thing to say now in, in these times still, but I'm a firm believer for building up antibodies. I mean, as a uh, kid. My kids eat, like, dog food. They eat mud. They eat... I ate the most horrible thing as a child. Yeah. And my mom was like, eh, okay, he'll be fine. Yeah. Now, I mean, a kid walks on the grass. Okay, let's sanitize his feet because yeah. it's going to get... I don't, yeah. it's, it's a weird... And I think it's making us overcompensate on a lot of things. Mm. However, and let's, let's change gears here, I think that overcompensation is going to go to travel as well. Yeah. When and if people start traveling, well, when, not if, yeah. because they will. But I think it's going to go there as well. Yeah. How do you feel about travel right now? <laughs> okay, let, let's yeah. put context for people listening again. Yeah. We normally, how many days did you travel last year? 
Uh, I think probably 130 okay. somewhere around there. So it's it's a, it's a, at least a third of the year. Yeah. Now for this year we haven't travelled at all. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Don't cry. I mean, you'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think again. I mean, we we spoke about this a little bit earlier. I think mm. the, the the mind is an incredible thing. You know, like when when I got back in uh, in March and then going through April, and you have these sort of plans of of traveling. You, um, your mind, I mean, you, you, your mind starts racing and you think, you know, what's going to happen. But yeah. now my mind has sort of changed into sort of working from the office and home mode. Mm. And like I said to you earlier, I mean, if someone had to, <laughs> <laughs> John is laughing behind me. <laughs> it, it, to be honest with you now, if someone, and I, I, I mean this in the best possible way, but if someone had to say to me now, here's a week in Medikwe mm. for work, or would you like to sort of stay at home and stay in the office? I would probably stay at home and stay in the office. Yeah. Um, that's that's just where my mind is at now because you get into this this comfort zone. I've come get, got into a comfort zone with my mm. family, with the kids, um, and same for them. You know, my kids are now sort of latched onto me because I'm at home now. Mm. So it, it's a difficult thing. I mean, no doubt there'll be a mind shift again once travel opens up, but. When we had we had, we had look at days for for next year. I think I'm on 150, 160 days. Yeah. Sometimes six or seven weeks away, and yeah. that it's going to be a challenge, no yeah. doubt about it. I must be honest with you. I mean, I'll share now how I feel. But hmm. the idea of I mean, so Andrew Dankwitz, as we're recording this, what is the date today? On the 9th of September, yeah. right? He's currently in Marla Marla hosting a private guided trip. Yeah. So it's within South Africa. Um, Andrew and Marlon hosted a trip a week ago at Sabi Sabi. Yeah. So it's bubbling. Hmm. Right, but when we get back to the big stuff, like going to Svalbard, managing a Mara week, mm. taking guests on either a private or a group trip, yeah. and let's go brutally honest here, mm. it scares the piss out of me right now. Mm. But let me tell you why. It's nothing to do with doubting ability or not having done it for a while. If we look at the mental state of people right now, mm. I mean, someone has been locked up in a little apartment in Manhattan for how long? Three, four months. Oh. They can't go any, you can't travel. I think the expectation of people when they get back to travel is going to be through the roof. Yeah. I think them looking for something like a moment or an experience, mm. they're going to completely over index on that. Yeah. I think that their, their level of gratitude mm. when they get there is going to be through the roof. Yeah. And that makes me wonder and think, what else can I bring to that? Yeah. And honestly, I'm scared. Right now, sitting, and look, I mean, on paper, I think my first travel is in April next year, unless mm. privates come up or anything like that. But, but I think it's, it's April next year. Yeah. And like we said earlier on, when we had a trip, you had a moral week and you came home for a week and then I would judge that off week mm. by, okay, I've got a week. So that means I've got two movies, one dinner with the folks and four training sessions. Yeah. And that kind of, and then in your mind, I tick those things off yeah. and then I travel again. Now it's the flip side. Now you say to me, okay, cool. You have to go to Madikwa for a week or Sabi Sands for a week yeah. with a group. I'm thinking, okay, but now I'm going to lose that because we've gotten so used to doing that. I think it's a good thing because we're paying attention to ourselves. Yeah. You have to. You've got no choice yeah. sitting at home. But I'm wondering how people out there are feeling about their first trip hmm. that they're going to book. Yeah, I mean, I think... My feeling is I think people are going to be focusing more on those small sort of experiences. Mm. And it might often mean you know, just being left alone and sitting around the fire and enjoying a quiet glass of wine or a gin and tonic. You know, Can once, you imagine that? Once, once everyone has gone to bed. How you know, foreign does that feel right now? Yeah. 
you know, that's that's the way I'd like to think. I think a lot more people will be maybe looking for that quiet, that quiet moment, that quiet breakaway in the bush, and just absorbing it for themselves because it's. Like you say, they've been longing for that for mm. so long. Yeah, I was I was doing an interview with Nikki from New Zealand yesterday, and she asked me if I could take one day mm. to myself in Africa, where would I go? So then I'm thinking, yo, okay, I mean, the the mind goes, okay, Egypt, but it's over there, not really. I still want to go to Morocco, but it needs more time, and da, da, da. and I said to, her, and she laughed at me when I said this. I said, I want to spend a day at the Mora camp, mm. and she laughed at me and said, yeah, but it's yours. I said, no, 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 understand something here. We see what the guests get to experience yeah. it's very different for us <clears throat> presenting that experience yes. because sometimes you have to dial it up and help sometimes you've got to pull back mm. but you see what the guest and I said I want to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning I want to walk through the dark um, hoping there's no hippos on my way yeah. get to the fire I'll make it myself Dixon doesn't have to be there actually I wouldn't want him to be there for this particular exercise and I want to sit there with a cup of coffee watch the sun come up over the river yeah. I then want to go and have a shower come mm. back and sit there again yes feel it get hot move to the shade as the sun dies I want to go and get a gin and tonic or a whiskey or whatever it is yeah. and watch that and I think if people who are looking to travel are thinking in that way not only are they going to win but it's going to make our lives easier 100% because in the past people would go I want to go to Monopool to see the elephant standing up Yeah. and I want to go to the Mara to see a river crossing and yeah. I want to go to like, Sabi Sands to see a leopard Yeah. those things will still be there but I think we're going to look at different things mm. And I think what's happening online, and we had a short chat about it early on, yeah. if you look at people, the, the, the way that people are putting trips out, it's like, I'm making stuff up now, this is not real. Come to Madikwe and come and see the wild dogs with us. Yeah. And come to Sabi and come and see the leopards with us. I think they're missing the plot. Yeah. It's going to be about what, what are you looking forward to smelling yeah. when you go on safari? Yeah. What are you looking forward to hearing when you go on safari? Exactly. I think there's something there. Exactly. It's not going to be the big things. No. The big things are there. Yeah. When you go to Sabi Sands, you will see a leopard. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You go to the Mara with Wild Eye, you should see a crossing. Yeah. I almost said you will, but I don't want to say <laughs> You more than likely will. Yeah. But I think expectations have shifted and are shifting mm. about when we go again. 100%. And I mean, I, I think just from, from all of us, uh, like mentally, you know, being in Johannesburg, I mean, even in, um, when it was lockdown level four, whatever it was, mm. Um, I went to Medikwe with uh, with my family, and yeah. I, I mean, I think we went on one or two game drives. But what I really want to do is sit around that fire yeah. in the evenings, you know, just listen to the wildlife, listen to the animals. And I think I'm hoping that that's going to be the same the same feeling people go through because I think it's very easy, you know, from from our side, but even for people booking safaris every single year to just go through the motions and and chasing those those big moments. Mm. You know, you want to book tomorrow for a crossing, like you say, you want to book Ambuseli to get those elephants, you want to book the Sabi Sands to get the leopard and yeah. things that, you know, because you're in the luxurious position of going there that often, yeah. you don't make enough time because you know, ah, you know, I can do it, I can maybe do it on my next trip. Yeah. On my next trip, I'll sit around the fire yeah. And, yeah. and you never actually end up doing it. Whereas now, sort of having, being forced to yeah. spend time at home, I, I'm sure that, you know, people are going to come with a totally different mindset. I hope to. And I think I think one of the things that we've been trying to do over the, over the years is to dial up the experience. And in the last year, mm. I know more so, because it's not only about photography, let's be honest, yeah. it's about the experience. Yeah. But now I think, and I really hope that people do come for the experience. We talk about change the way you see the world, right? Yeah. But it, it, I think it's going to be about the non-obvious things. Yeah. 
and when when I've got more trips, we're looking at a whole bunch of new trips up to 2022, 2023. But when I start talking about them heavily about come and join me again, I think that's what needs to happen. Is we need to talk about the non-obvious things. Yeah. It's obvious. If you're going to go to Sabi Sands, you're going to see a leopard, whatever. So come with us to see a leopard. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's no depth to that experience anymore. Exactly. And I think that's going to be very important moving forward. And, yeah. it, and, and it's... I had a thought now when you said about the fire and stuff. It's both exciting and scary because people are going to look for that now. In the past, think about this. We, as a collective, are very good at dialing up the experience of something. Mm. Now people are going to come looking for it. No. And I think that's maybe what got me a bit nervous is what else can I bring to it? Yes. And I think it's going to be going even deeper still. Yeah. Deeper with the experience, deeper with the appreciation. Yeah. I really think, I think awareness of, of environment, mm. I think awareness of your own mindset when you go there and gratitude. Mm. I think it's going to be huge when we get out there. Yeah. Think about this. I mean, when was the last time you were the Mara? Last year, I think it was September. But it feels like five years. Yeah. Next time when you get there, right, and you land on Mara Serena airstrip, yeah. and you're all hunched over trying to get out of the plane, struggling to get your camera bag out, mm. the moment that door opens mm. and you smell that air, mm. I'm done. I'm probably not going to sleep for the first three days just to try and maximize it. No, yeah. that's it. But to listen, 100%. and that that to me is what it should be about. Yeah, that's what we should be talking about. And I had a, a very interesting this morning. I'm going to quickly just find this for you. Um, I had a message on Instagram from James. <clears throat> I'm going to just find this for you because it was, and I'm probably going to do this. Um, shit, where's he? Ah, I screen grabbed it. Um, and I think this is, it's speaking to the psyche of people. So James Phillips on Instagram said to me this morning, I had a thought about what you should do while I was running this morning. 10 posts over 10 days of places that have inspired you. A moment in time, a smell, a thought, a sighting. Inspire us whilst we are locked down. I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna prep it out ten days, but it won't be the obvious. Yeah. It's when you get to the Arctic and you're looking at a polar bear. It's not the polar bear. It's realizing the cold wind is burning your face. Yeah. Because shit, that means something. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. You know, I mean, we we speak about it a lot. If we, it's like uh, while we're on the theme of the Mara campus, a lot of the people that uh, and I would love to get a statistic on this, but mm. I would say probably about maybe about eighty percent of the people that leave the Mara camp. Mm are in tears when they leave no. and is that because of the river crossings they saw the lion sightings no. they saw or the incredible experience they had chatting to the staff chatting to us sitting around the fire building those relationships mm. and it's for me it's obvious what it is it's those moments sitting around the fire yes i mean the, the wildlife side things and things the obvious things contribute to that it's not the obvious yeah but you know th there's a lot of other lodges that you can go and stay and see those same things yeah but the experience and the extra stuff is, yeah. is different, and that's that's what's going to bring you back, and that's mm. going that's what's going to make you um, cry when you leave the mall. No. As an as an example, Jesus, I mean, I I was <laughs> what's this? Danquits. Um, sorry, <laughs> message is coming in. I mean, I was when I left the mall in November last year. It was closing of camp, mm. and then I think I've got a video on, on on one of my vlogs I did there. I was supposed to. Jonah sends me this email to read to the staff mm. the evening at at Qatar yeah. and around the table. And then the next day, Jesus, how? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Just, I mean, it, it, you, you cannot do that. No, but exactly. I was just thinking now, as you said that, imagine, so for those of you that have been to the Mara camp, you'll know what I'm talking about. Sitting around the fire, coming back in the evening, midweek, you kind of settle into camp life. You go, you drop your camera, you come to the bar, Tanker gives you a gin and tonic or a whiskey or whatever your drink is. You sit down. Imagine the conversation that's possible now. Mm. Think of the context that someone like Dixon and Tanker, even Sammy and Jimmy and them, 
speaking about their experience of the last year. It's, yeah. I mean, we could cancel game drive and just talk because yeah. I think, I mean, I've had very interesting, as, as of all of us, had conversations with those guys about some strange stuff. Yeah. I mean, on a very personal level, a couple of years ago, a very good friend of mine that worked on the ships with me mm. committed suicide. Mm. Steve, it, it hit me hard. And mm. I found out while I was at the Mara camp. Wow. So I spoke to Adele on the phone a couple of times. And two nights later, I went to Dixon after the guests have gone. Yeah. And I sat him down in the far end of the lounge. Mm. And I said to him, dude, just listen. Yeah. And I just said to him, this happened. This is kind of who it was. Da, da, da. Yeah. And the kind of base level context and reality and just yeah. it's insane no, it's but now and I think literally John and I had a, a podcast or um, a <clears throat> webinar with Billy and them and it's it's literally it's that it's going back and hearing what they've thought about this yeah. I think it's going to be amazing yeah I've been, I, I can't wait to get back and I, I'd love to I'd love to hear the conversations that they're having as a group you know like they're probably saying the same thing. You know? I'm very irritated with the Jimmy and Sammy and Billy right now. Yeah, no, because they're in those, the Mara and we're not. All those photos are so, a bit annoying. Yeah, all photos and videos. Damn them! But I, I'm I'm 100 convinced that they they're going to be pumped and they're going to even take the experience mm. to the next level. 100. Yeah. And but but I think and again there's the there's the kind of conflict for me in my mind is the experience is going to be better already because yeah. of missing of everybody listening to this missing that. Yeah. What else? And maybe maybe it's me overthinking this, but what else can I do to make it better? Yeah. But I think that's an interesting thing. Um, I just had a thought on the travel and Billy and them. What did I say? <laughs> Damn it, it was so profound. I know when that happens. It's like, you answer something, okay, that's just, I'm going to crush it with this next <laughs> comment. I'm going to fucking uh, take it home <laughs> anyway. What was it again? <laughs> And yeah. I mean, like, I think a lot of people have asked sort of, you know, are the wildlife still going to be the same and are they going to be, mm. you know, have this fear of vehicles and things? And I think from the experiences that we've had on the, the few mm. local trips that we've been on, there hasn't been a major mm. difference in you know, animal behavior and that kind of, that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, I had that yesterday. She asked as well, Nikki, in the interview, would the animal behavior change and this and that? Yeah. But um, I was actually, the thing I was thinking about is how kind of, change the way you see the world change the way you see the not obvious or something because I think the magic's going to be in that yeah and we should go in search of that yeah I mean and just the question of are the animals going to be different well let's go see yeah let's go and find out I mean yeah. but then you have to be first yeah otherwise by the time you get there later it's, it's all changed again so yeah. but yeah I think it's going to be an interesting 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 couple of years literally a couple of years because yeah. we're planning into 2023 a lot of people have moved their bookings from now to next year to the year after the year after. I just think people are waiting too long. And this is not a this is not a sales pitch at all. This is right. you talking. I think people are going to miss out if they don't start moving. And what's exactly what's happened now is bookings like it used to be a year in advance. It's now two years in advance because yeah. of this year. So yeah. all the bookings from this year have now moved to 2021, which means everyone that wants to book in 2021 can't find availability. Yeah. So they're booking in 2023. Yeah. And it's going to be the same thing for next year and the year after. So, do you think it'll ever come back? I think we're gonna. I think it's going to be a two years in advance. Um, the lead time's sick. Yeah, it's amazing. So, it really, look, look, it gives you it gives you amazing time to to plan and um, and to really sort of make the most of it and not not rush it. But it's it's scary to think that you're booking holidays two years in advance. Jeez. And Just yeah, man. I mean, we we even look. Looking now, ready before the end of this year to put out 2023 stuff. Yeah, we had oh, you, you, myself, yeah. and Mike had a meeting yesterday about some pretty cool stuff coming yeah. up. But it is bizarre to think that. I mean, I remember in the beginning of Wild Eye, it was like, 
I've got a trip in three weeks. <laughs> and you think, fuck, that's a long time. I can still go away for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, diaries are booked yeah. mid-2022. Mm. We've, we've got stuff nailed down, so... No. Yeah, I, I just think, and I mean, I'm saying this <clears throat> on this forum, for me personally moving forward on my own kind of brand platform and stuff for Wild Eye, and I think as a collective we should be looking at, the narrative shouldn't be the obvious. Yeah. I think there's more. I really think there's more. And I think people who are just pushing the, oh, come and see the leopards and stuff, Number one, I think you're creative as a fucking wet toilet roll. Yeah. But there's more to it. 100%. There's going to be way so much more to it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to hear from the, the listeners what they uh, mm. what they feel, what um, what they look forward to most from yeah. an experience point of view. Mm. What is it? So here's the deal. Um, if you guys are listening to this, go and hit myself and Johan up on Instagram. It's Johan van Sal Photography. You'll find it. Jerry van Volt, you'll find it. And do this for us. Create a little DM group with you and the two of us. And then let us know what is the thing that you are looking forward to most when you travel again. I'm thinking for myself, what would it be? For me, that's sitting around the fire in the evening. Yeah. So I mean, like, and, and just with, with people, because that's, you know, that we in the, in the service industry and, and creating mm. those experiences and sharing the stories. Yeah. But I would definitely make more use of once everyone's gone to bed to stay mm. up just that hour longer. Yeah. And just have that time for yourself as well. Mm. It's funny how in the bush, the coffee tastes different. Mm. Like a beer. Yeah. You and I can open a Tusker right now. What's the time? Well, in 20 minutes, then it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> we can open a Tusker here. Yeah. And it'll be great. Yeah. We, or even we can go to your house on the weekend and have a bra and have a Tusker. And it'll be great. Yeah. But it tastes different in the Mara. It's just, yeah. Coffee in any place. I mean, after that morning game drive, when you're still cold, mm. you take your jacket off. And you feel the sun warming you up. You have your coffee. You think, this is oh. amazing. I'm going to leave my jacket off. You get back in the car. You're cold again. You put it back. Yeah. That's the stuff we should be talking about. Exactly. That's the stuff that's going to matter. It's so so true, huh? if you guys are listening and you think we're completely full of shit with this, <laughs> let us know. Right? What is it you look forward to most when you travel again? What is the thing you missed the most when traveling? So again, Johan van Sal Photography on Instagram and Jerry van Valt. Create a little direct message group with the two of us and yourself. And tell us, you can give me a word, like I miss coffee in the bush, or if you want to go deep, do a paragraph, and we'll share that out on our stories and kind of just share the, share the non-obvious. Mm. Or if you want some ideas from us on what you could possibly focus on, then mm. you can do that as well, give it's, you some ideas. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's a strange, strange time, hey? Strange, strange time. I must be honest, I've settled into being at home, like we've said. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking about maybe going to Madiqua for a week, a bunch of us, yeah. for kind of semi-social media work. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a new car on hopefully Friday, but probably not, probably Monday. I'm gonna, we're going to do some trips with that and just mm-hmm. get away and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a very strange reality to think I can plan something for myself a, a month out or two yeah. months out. Crazy. Normally, that's, a, that's a, a kind of a privilege we don't have. Yeah. So, I mean, from a personal point of view, I think we should enjoy it while we can. Mm. Um, and you are and just kind of get ready for when this thing starts again. And then I think it's recalibrating the value that we bring. Because, I mean, we can probably say this now as well, because it's not, we're doing a full brand overhaul. Mm-hmm. New logo, new everything. We're doing a full website overhaul. Yeah. You guys can just watch for details. It'll come up soon. But I think that's the one part of it. Mm. That's kind of the... This is the wild-eyed business side of it. Yeah. But I think as individuals and people who are going to host the trips, I think we need to... It's almost, it's almost like that stuff's the macro. That's the big. Yeah. 
the micro we need to dig into. Yeah, hundred percent. And I've I've got I've got no doubt that um, you know once it opens up because of, because of the fact that we also have um, have missed some of those special elements that we'll be sharing those and probably focusing on those a lot more than we have in the past. Yeah, can't wait. I think you know on a side just to kind of start wrapping. I think for me, the challenge one of the challenges is going to be to try and photograph that. Yeah. How do you photograph those? those non-obvious moments I'll give you an example so I was on <laughs> you can laugh at this I was on Suzuki South Africa's Instagram feed yesterday <laughs> right and it wasn't the car that I'm buying but it, it was like a Grand Vitara what's those things called a Vitara oh yeah the other 4x4 thing and there was this picture I'll, I'll try and find it for you where the person was obviously stopped the car and the door was open and it turned sideways had their foot like on the rail outside there was a dog small little dog on his, on his lap but then you could see it was this golden sunset landscape. Mm. And I'm like, that. Yeah. It was a shitty photograph. Mm. It's not the car I want. Yeah. But the moment. Yeah. It was a moment in time which made me think, I want that. Yeah. That's going to be what we need to do. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think, I mean, we've said it before. I think the, the, the best moments or the most special moments, you can't really photograph. You know, mm. you can't. You can't describe to someone that that smell and the taste of a gin and tonic when you sort of, oh, you know, hot, yeah. overlooking the Mara River yeah. or um, when you're out in Medikwe, you yeah. know, one of those vistas and you're overlooking the plains and mm. things. You, you can't, you can photograph it, but it doesn't really give nah. the, the, the smell and uh-huh. the feeling and everything. I, I was, the one thing um, Nikki asked me yesterday in this interview was, what is the, what is the, my favorite smell in the yeah. bush? And it's like, Damn. So she says she knows what it's going to be. I'm like, do you? She says popcorn. I'm like, what? She said, oh, leopard pee. Okay, so no, no that's cool. You know yeah. what? That's, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. But I said the first thing that came to mind is coffee in the morning. Yeah. But then, and this is something very few people actually think about, is you sit around the fire in the evening. You've got a, a fleece on or a jacket or something, yeah. right? You sit there, you do your thing, you go to bed, you put your jacket up. The next morning, you put it on and you've got that, that kind of smoky mm. smell to it. Yeah. And... In all honesty, sometimes in the morning it's like, oh, not now. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. I want to pick up my jacket, put it on, and still smell the smoke from the night before. Yeah. The fire and this. That's, there's so much to it. We can keep going on that. 100%. Oh, sitting at the Boma and the guys are brying for you. That smell of like, oh, bourgeois and chops. It's and almost lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs to the Greek place and order lamb chops or something. <laughs> anyway, guys, listen, this is episode 300. We're back on the podcast. From now on, the idea is every Tuesday and every Thursday, this is as of next week, so from the week of the 14th, every Tuesday, every Thursday, new episodes coming up. Um, it could be me, it could be Johan on his own, it could be a mix of us. Going to try and mix it up as much as possible and kind of talk you through our feelings and emotions heading towards next year and traveling again. The planning of stuff, some photography, some travel. Anyway, so like we said, hit us up on Instagram, share those messages with us, what you miss. And um, if people have questions for you, Johan, where do they get hold of you? So you gave my Instagram handle, but otherwise on my email, it's johan at wild-eye.co.za. There it is. So I'll link this up in the SoundCloud um, description as well. Uh, you know mine, Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y at wild-eye.co.za. That's wild eye with the dash in between like Johan spelt there. Get in touch. If you have questions, if you want to book a trip, if you don't know where to book a trip, anything. If you just want to share a nice picture of your dog, you can do that as well. Um... I think that's about it. So it's kind of normal for us. Go check out Instagram. Get in touch. 
And if you have any topics you'd like us to kind of scratch into on the podcast, send those through as well. Mm. Lots of exciting stuff. Anyway, guys, it's great to be back. Thank you for your time. Thank you for lending us your ears. We will chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. My name is Johan. We're from Wild Eye. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.